This Breakfast with Ben's podcast on the Fans First Network brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. They build decks year-round, and they're booking into spring and summer 2024. Gerger Construction is a small burg business specializing in decks, pergolas, railings, and fencing. Fully insured, licensed, and now offering financing options. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Shut up and sit down. Our weekly hockey podcast on Breakfast with Benz with Brian Metzer, the Pittsburgh Penguins Radio Network, is brought to us by Gerger Construction. Start planning your dream deck. It's not too soon in 2024. We build decks year-round, and we're booking into spring and summer 2024. Take advantage of Gerger Construction's current winter special, $1,000 off your new deck if it's installed by March 1st of this year. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. Let's bring in Brian Metzer here in the Breakfast of the Benz podcast and the Fans First Network to talk a little bit of hockey. So, Brian, I'll open up with this question first and foremost. What do you think of Arthur Smith as the new offensive coordinator? As an owner of uh, Bijan in our fantasy <laughs> football league, him, I absolutely hate it because he didn't use that running back appropriately for a guy who's known for having a great rushing attack. Nor did he use Kyle Pitts all that great for folks who have him in fantasy leagues, and Drake London was a little hit and miss, too, throughout the season. Yeah, and also, I don't think that you got nearly the bang for your buck for the trade we made, either, where you got the Bijan backup, who was the starter just last year. Algier, yes, exactly. Yeah, so who knows? He did not utilize those weapons all that well, and maybe that's what the Steelers want, somebody who can make things worse, worse with guys like George Pickens when he's not getting the ball. Yeah, but did you know the coolest thing about him is, like, he's an heir to the FedEx throne? Oh, yeah. I did yes. not know that. <laughs> yeah, it's like they hired one of the kids from Succession or something like that. His dad founded FedEx. <laughs> this is me. I, I, it should be me. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess if it doesn't work out, he's got that to fall back on. So I'm not too concerned for his future. Does he have a sister's fiance slash husband that can steal it from him at some point? <laughs> I don't know about that. That's a good question. Maybe that'll be my opener at the first press conference. <laughs> I am concerned about the future of the Penguins, though, Mets. Should I be? Uh, sure, based on what we've seen. I know it was a pretty exciting win uh, just to, to close out the, the first half, if you will. I know they're over the first half. There's only 36-ish games left. But, you know, if they had lost that game, and I know they would have gotten a point, it would have left a very foul taste in everyone's mouth. I thought it was pretty interesting to hear Lars Eller talk about it as being probably the biggest game of the season so far for them because it was almost must win. And he specified we wouldn't have been out of it had we lost, but it would have felt like a crushing uh, loss if they didn't pull it off. So 
All of that said, I think that that was a lot of goodwill that they needed going into this break because it gave some, I guess, something positive to talk about because you had some really quality performances from a couple of players. Uh, Marcus Pedersen continues his role as an offensive force over the last month, essentially, which nobody really anticipated. And that's good. However, they have a lot of work to do to climb back into contention, and they're now not going to play until February 6th. They're in the fifth spot in the Metropolitan Division at the moment. They are 12 points behind the Rangers for the top spot, which I think is just a dream that they would ever catch them. But you still need to get uh, 10 points to catch number two, Carolina. Uh, They're only five behind the Flyers, but they do have games in hand on just about everybody in the East. So that's one positive. But beyond that, I think that they just have a – a really bumpy road ahead of them, Tim, if they want to get themselves into contention here in this second half of the season when they return to play in just over a week. I hear you. I've done that same analysis, a lot of it in my head, and looking at the big pictures, they've gone into this break here. And I do keep coming back to the game in hand situation myself. There's something weird, though, about when you do the calculations for games in hand. They have to win them. Yeah, yep, that's exactly right. And for me, the problem is, they just it's hard to get into a groove when you don't play a lot of hockey. I mean, some of these teams need to play every other night, every third day, something like that. And for whatever reason, this scheduling quirk that the Penguins had, they only played five games over a span of two and a half, almost three weeks. And it's going to be roughly a month where they would have played, you know, five or six games, which is odd in the middle of a very busy season and one in which they are going to be taxed heavily through February and especially March, where they do play almost every other day. So if they take advantage of the games in hand, I I think they'll be in a good spot. I hope they make some time to work on some things other than their tans over the course of this layoff uh, during their bye week and all-star break. But beyond that, uh, it just was a weird scheduling quirk over this last little bit of stretch. And they lost games in there too. So they never could really get their legs under them and just couldn't build upon uh, any victory that they did pull off with, we should mention, just two wins now since, well, actually three wins since the uh, January 8th, I believe it is, which is not good. I mean, in a month of hockey, you only put three wins together, a bunch of losses. But once they start playing every other night, if they can do some of the good things that we've seen through portions of these hockey games, I think they will get rewarded for it and at least give themselves a chance. But there is a lot of work to be done and not a lot of time. Brian Metzer, Pittsburgh Penguins Radio Network. I posted a piece responding to the Brian Hayes comments from TSN about Sidney Crosby needing to follow in the footsteps of Tom Brady and go to another team so he can keep chasing cups. That, to me, translated to Sidney Crosby needs to go somewhere else so we can have something interesting to talk about. I don't <laughs> think it's Sid's job to, for the sake of hockey, create a storyline nor do I think it's Sid's job to entertain TSN. Hopefully, Crosby is aware of that. Uh, Frankly, this year, he's been quite entertaining enough, even though the team at times has not been. But, you know, I'm not also naive enough, Mets, to think that it's utterly impossible that Sidney Crosby could play somewhere else in a year and a half. Like, when his contract expires after the 2025 season, I do think it would be highly out of, Crosby's character to try to leverage himself out of town while still under his contract and that I don't think would go over big with the fan base either seeing as how this team has been built in a way that he wanted it to be built it's been kept in a way 
kept together in a way he wanted it to be kept together. Yeah, it's this has been an ongoing thing with Sid Tim, where where everybody has wanted him to go play with Nathan McKinnon or go to one of the Canadian teams, but the Nathan McKinnon thing probably has been kicked around the most. I know the Spit and Chicklets guys bring it up at least twice a season that he's going to end up in Colorado and and something like that. But for me, you just this, mentioned this it. one was I mean, Boston, by the way. They because there's no natural or you know number one clear centers in Boston they want him to just like you know obviously Kyle Dubas is going to trade Sidney Crosby to an Eastern Conference rival and Boston's going to give up the farm for Crosby like that's just going to happen at the drop of a hat maybe they could just wave Sid and then Boston could grab him (laughs) off a wave for the good of hockey yes yeah for the good of hockey no I mean yeah that does make sense I mean if you start plugging and playing pieces and you want to play fantasy hockey sure Boston is a team that of course is going to be speculated about as they did there uh, saying that he could be the guy. But for me, you know, you, I, when I was referring to the Colorado thing, it's just been like the past three years of those guys tying him to Nathan McKinnon just because they make Tim Hortons commercials in the offseason and are fond of one another. He is fond of Brad Marchand as well. We heard Marchand's glowing comments earlier this season about Sid when the Penguins played up there saying that, you know, he's essentially the best player in hockey, even at age 36, and he does all the little things. But you mentioned it. His character is not one that is going to force himself out of town. He will be glad to stay here and find a way to try and will this team into the playoffs. He will be unhappy about the fact that they most likely probably would not win a Stanley Cup this season because, yes, I'm sure he does want more championships. I just never expect Sid to be a a hired gun type. He won't turn into Yager to chase cups the way that he did at the end of his career, which, by the way, the Penguins will be honoring him in just a couple weeks here, three weeks away or so when February 18th rolls around. But Sid could, yeah, maybe move on. I mean, as they always say, Wayne Gretzky played for other teams, some of which, uh, you know, he he was traded, but he also signed with other teams uh, and found ways to do that. But Sid kind of has been groomed here in Pittsburgh under the Mario Lemieux approach to things. And there were rumors late in Mario's career that he was going to find a way to go play for the New York Rangers or he was going to go find a way to play for the Montreal Canadiens. And those never came to pass. He just decided to hang out here, find a way to make it work, help this team win when he could. So I think there's a more of a chance of maybe Kyle Dubas finding ways to maybe disrupt his own rebuilding plans down the line in a way to try and retool this team to help Sid win here rather to see him rather than to see him move on to another organization. Brian Metzer, Pittsburgh Penguins Radio Network. Speaking of Mario and the whole angle to this story. What about the fact that the team is no longer owned by Mario? How much does that factor into whatever he might be thinking? Um, it's definitely, I think, in the in the back of his mind. I mean, that that's the thing, and this is going to come across wrong to people listening, and and you know, even if Penguins people hear this, they might take it wrong. I feel like there has been a move to, and this that doesn't, this isn't a matter of them having this strained relationship with the new owners or anything. Just generally. If you're down at the arena, other than seeing Mario's 66 in the Raptors, I just feel like there's been almost a want to turn the page, so to speak. Yes, his his statue's out front, but it's almost as if he he's almost being erased in a way, which sounds ridiculous. But you never really see much or hear much about Mario uh, the way we did in the past. I'll be curious to see if he's involved in the Yarmir Yager celebration. Uh, on February 18th, I think that would be huge for everybody involved. If He's you got to, to at least be there, right? I, I would think so. I mean, his fantasy camp isn't until March, from what I understand this year. 
Um, so I, I was wondering if it would coincide with something in and around there so that maybe Yager could be involved with that this year, but it's not the case. It will be more in March, but even the, the suites that were the clubs, you know, club 66 was downstairs. They kind of rebuilt that into what they call a, uh, it's still kind of the suite 66 bunkers and there's Stanley cup themed, but for each of the years, 91 and 92, uh, sitting areas for fans, etc. There's different tiers there. But when I was walking through there, which it was preseason, it seemed like a lot of the nods to Mario were were removed. I mean, there were always things that were his memorabilia and everything kept in Suite 66, and there's not a whole lot of that down there now. At least there wasn't then. There was maybe one of his MVP trophies left, but all of the other scoring titles and gloves and all these other things that were there were moved out, and there's not a lot of recognition for Mario there. So that just stood out to me as something that we're almost turning the page, even though he will always be Mario Lemieux. So that all being said, to go back to full circle to your story or your question, I mean, yeah, maybe that does play into Sidney Crosby's thinking, but they revere Sid in much the same way that they did Mario prior to him becoming the owner. And he knows, he almost feels a responsibility to help this organization win. We know how, uh, you know, much integrity he has. I don't know that he would pull the Raymond Bork move and, force himself out of Boston in the final year of his deal to go win a Stanley Cup with the Colorado Avalanche. However, wouldn't that be ironic? Because that's exactly what Raymond Bork did. No one expected it from him. Brian, before we go, we've discussed a little bit about the Yarmir Yager celebration. There was a release from the Penguins. Celebrate 68 weekend, uh, February the 18th versus L.A. That's the date of the retirement game. But there's also a celebration that's going to take place at the Rivers Casino on the 16th. And that's with, let me see if I've got this right here. Kevin Stevens and Paul Steigerwald. And who else is part of this along with Yager? Is it just those three? No, I think I, from what I heard, and I did see the release today. Oh, here it is. I, I, I got it here. Yeah, Borky yeah. and Jay Caulfield. That's right. Longtime Penguins TV and radio personality, Paul Steigerwald, <laughs> will be joined on stage by Yager for a yep. fireside chat along with his former teammates, Kevin Stevens, Phil Bork, and Jay Caulfield at the Rivers yes. Casino, an evening with Yarmir Yager. I can't see what could possibly go wrong. No, I, I'm just disappointed that I wasn't asked to host the fireside chat because, boy, who wouldn't want to be a fly on the wall there? Uh, but Stag will be doing that, and uh, I'm sure there there will be plenty of revelry in the Rivers Casino that night uh, before, during, and definitely after the event. I'm not sure um, how much money might be lost on the tables. Well, we don't know who will be dropping those funds, but I, a name bubbled to the surface immediately. Uh, and I think that there will Stiky, be funds. obviously. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, he is such a gambler. Uh, but for me, it's, a, it's an expensive ticket if you can pull it off. I believe it is in the range of $350 huh. from, what I, from what I had heard. So if you and I were to attend, Tim, we will be looking to do so uh, gratis. But I don't know that that will happen because we are off forgotten in those circumstances. And, um, you know, I think it will be a great event, though. If you can afford to be there, be there. I think it will be great conversation and not even so much for a moderator, but just based on Yager talking with Phil Bork and Kevin Stevens. That alone is enough with Jay Caulfield sitting there kind of looking angry and laughing. If that's how I picture this going. Because you know how Borky is when he gets going about Yager. He actually, by the way, and I can't remember if you and I talked about this, but Phil Bork was instrumental 
and kind of mending the fences. Not that there were fences that needed mending, but people know what I mean. Between Yager and the Pittsburgh Penguins. A couple summers ago or a couple years ago, Borky was traveling in Europe. And he said, hey, we're over here. Why don't we give Yags a call and see if we can get together with him? He did. He started to say, hey, Yags, what do you think about getting the number raised to the Raptors? What do you think about coming home at some point, getting back involved? And they they opened that door of communication. I uh, had a chance to have Kevin Acklin on our morning show on Saturdays, uh, maybe late last season or early this season to talk about. I think it was early this year. And he, he fully gave credit to Borky. He said he started the conversation. Then I got on the phone with Yager, and he said the two of them, they hadn't even really spoken before. They were on the phone for like almost two hours just talking about things and kicking things around. And lo and behold, here we are. So it's going to be a great weekend. I know I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm just trying to figure out if you know the key cog here. Paul Steigerwald hosting the Fireside Chat. Paul Steigerwald hosting the On Ice events. Paul Steigerwald typically hosts the pregame show for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And uh, no one has told me that I will be filling in on the pregame show, which you know how things go. That means I will find out on February 18th, about 4 PM mm. that I will be in the chair of that show and, uh, and, and, and driving that bus, which is not a problem. I would just like to know what's going on. I am a little disgruntled because it means I will likely miss the presentation and the ceremony because I will be doing a show talking about the upcoming game that no one's really going to care about. Cause the only thing anybody <laughs> wants to talk about is the Yager event. <laughs> Maybe they'll bring Barrasso back to host it. <laughs> well he'd be discussing the daily stoic because i think that that might come up uh it, you know what if his hall of fame speech is any indicator though that might be interesting because i was kind of intrigued by what he had to say that day it was an insightful chat by old number 35 who seems like even though a smile nary crossed his face a bit friendlier than he once was Mets, you're friendly as always thanks for taking the time of course. Thank you for this, as always, my friend. And by our next co uh, conversation, I hope I have more insight on what I will be doing on February 18th. Mets, appreciate it. We'll talk again <laughs> soon. All right. Take care, my friend. Brian Metzer, Pittsburgh Penguins Radio Network.